We are the Love Jays, and you're listening to Married Millennials. A conversation about being young, in love, and navigating life one student loan payment at a time. I'm Joy. I'm Justin. Let's get to it. Hello and thank you for tuning in to episode 56 of Married Millennials. Just got back from Atlanta and when I tell you, Atlanta, Atlanta, Atlanta. To all my black folks out there, if you have not been to Atlanta, I need you to book a trip immediately and head on down to the ATL. Granted, this is my second time going, haven't been in six years, but I was just reminded of all things right, black Right, and the first time you went there, it was... It was a completely it, different state yeah. of mind. We were broken up, I was on a work trip, and I was only there for literally 12 hours, maybe 16. This is a fun fact. So when we were broken up, I deleted all my social media, and I said, you know, he doesn't get to see my life. Yeah, I don't want him to see any pictures of me, nothing. Like, if we're broken up, I'm out of your life. I don't exist anymore. So I deleted everything, but then when you went to Atlanta... I Googled your Twitter. <laughs> wow. But not because. I'm I, glad my searchability is on point right, like that, though. But not hey. because, because I knew you were in Atlanta, but it was just because I was just wondering what you were doing. So it just happened to be that same week. You had yes. no knowledge. Okay. And I saw him having a good time in Atlanta, not minding where Joy was or anything at all. Like, no sad tweet to be found. Zero. Just, I'm in Atlanta having a ball, and I, my feelings were so hurt. <laughs> I was so upset. I was like, who is he with? Like, he has friends in Atlanta now. I was so upset. But I got I to gotta tell the story about Atlanta and why I have love for the place. Because last time I went, this was 2011, I had went out there, and I knew a friend from high school had did her undergrad in Atlanta. So I reached out to her, and I said, hey, I'm going to be in Atlanta for 12 to 16 hours. I'd like to go out see the city a little bit. She was like, oh, I'm actually not in Atlanta anymore, but I have a few friends who are still there. I'll let them know that you're coming to town. They come. So I, I land. These two friends that, that my, my friend had told them about me. Mm-hmm. She, one of them comes, picks me up from the hotel. Granted, they didn't know me from Joe. They had no idea who I was. Hell, I don't even know if they knew what I looked like. Mm-hmm. They were just said, okay, well, our friend said you're cool, so we're going to trust that <laughs> right, you're that good you're cool. people, and we're going to pick you up from the hotel, and then you're taken up to a taking me to one of their, their places where they were staying. We ended up going out that night in the AUC, went to the Waffle House. I got home dumb late and then had to go to work at, at, a, at one of those conferences the next day. But I just never forgot the amount of love that they showed. These people literally had no idea who I was. Mm-hmm. They're just completely random. Like, okay. And ever since then, I've always – You talk about it all the time. I've, it's one of the few stories in life. I said, like, when have people just looked out for you? And that I – always always go to that story just because i don't even know if i would do the same thing because it's not like the person i reached out to that we were really good friends or we stayed in contact we talked very sparingly yeah so the fact that she even reached out on my behalf and then they were like oh yeah bet showed mad love so i ended up linking linking up with one of them this weekend and it had been six years and i feel like nothing we we didn't miss a beat had a really good time Met her boyfriend. It was just a really good conversation. I mean, it, it's crazy to to see. It's like when you actually look out for people, it goes such a long way. I told him, I right. told her and her boyfriend, I was like, if you guys ever come to L.A. Like, anything, hey, I'm stuck here. I need a ride. Yeah. Bet I'm out. Right. Just on one small task, and those things literally go a long way. That's how active kindnesses work, right? That's yeah. how like you you they're contagious. 
It, I like that. It's dope. But I'm, I'm telling you, if you have never been, Joyce never been to Atlanta. We're no. actually going there next yeah. month for a friend's wedding. Yeah. And I'm excited for her to get to see it. But, it, I mean, it's literally just, it's beautiful. Yeah. Like, the, the, to all my brothers out there especially, and especially those brothers out there who are like, oh, I don't really date black women. I need you to book, I just, I need you to do a favor for me. <laughs> I need you to book a ticket and fly to Atlanta. And I need you to rent a car because I need you to drive around. So, yeah, you're going to have to spend a little extra money. But rent a car and just drive around Atlanta. And then I want you to go to the HBCU. This was my first time going to an HBCU. So I walked around Morehouse, walked around Clark, Atlanta. I tried to walk through Spelman, but they had super strict rules. <laughs> woman at the gate was like, what, do you do, what business do you have on an all-woman's campus? I was like, I, I'm from out of town. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I, I, I literally just, wanted, just wanted to see the campus. But shout out to them because the women are safe there. Yeah, I, I respected <laughs> it. And then she ended up letting me through because there was some event on campus, and I walked around for five minutes and came back. And she's like, well, that was fast. And I was like, I just, I said, like, I just felt uncomfortable. I was like, right. I didn't want to. I didn't want to cause no trouble. Yeah. I was just trying to see the campus, but I'm not going to walk around somewhere where I'm not welcome. Right. So I ended up leaving. So next time I go to Spelman, I'll have to have a young lady with me or someone who works there because they were not having the game. So right. I was like, here's my ID. Like, what do you want? Right. <laughs> like, I got a ring on my finger. I'm literally, literally trying to see the campus. Right. Morehouse was cool. I was like, what's up, brother? I was like, I'm just I said, I'm out of town. I just want to see the campus. He said, okay, cool. Come around the corner, park here. No issues. But, I, but back to, to my original point. If you just walk around these HBCUs, I mean, there's literally every shade of the black rainbow. It's just black excellence all over the place. If you walk away from there and like, mm, I'm, I'm still not interested, I question your, your, your well-being. <laughs> your well-being. I just, I truly question your it. judgment. I, a, a whole lot. And when I say judge, like, <laughs> not in a positive way either. Just throwing the most amount of shade your way. It's, it's oh, man. I love it. I haven't. It's been six years. I'm excited to go somewhere and just see black people everywhere. I that, that because I've genuinely never had that before. And if you if you haven't had that experience, if you are the majority and not the minority, you don't know what that's like. You have no but idea. It, I it, I'm excited to look around and see people who look like me at every corner. That's really cool. And in jobs that you're not accustomed to seeing black folks working, right. literally everywhere I went, from the hotel to convenience stores to shopping malls right. wherever it's like black folks all how over the place how did that happen though did we just decide like all right we got to pick a place well, like atlanta is it let's go to atlanta At yeah. atlanta and dc <laughs> yeah and we went to dc but we didn't really get but into dc i didn't DC. feel that way no you didn't i didn't feel i didn't that feel way. that way I, but Atlanta, you hear, you know. I'm telling like, you, you know what gonna, it is. I don't want everyone has. I've spoken to. I've spoken to even white people who've been to Atlanta. They're like, you would like Atlanta, <laughs> <laughs> like straight up, like you should go to Atlanta. I'm, I'm telling you, because it's, it's an experience it's, for for everybody. Great. I think it's an experience. Yeah, because you know, especially if you it's come from an area like see. Los Angeles or yeah. growing up in the suburbs, like we did, you were just used to being the only speck of color right. in every situation right. that that you were in. Right. So when you get to when you walk in to a, a new cultural setting you're like man like we are everywhere yeah. and it's, it just feels man it feels dope and for those who have ne who are not a minority you're like i've never know what this feels like well we're telling you what it feels like <laughs> dear white people they just have a new series on netflix <laughs> right I've, I've, i'm two episodes in you haven't been able to catch the have series not, have not been able to catch the this weekend but i am looking forward to it the director of dear white people the movie as well as the show is a fellow chapman alum so mm. dear white people is low-key based on our undergrad experience yeah. which 
makes me smile. It's a caricature of. It is a caricature of, but I know it was based on his experience at a PWI. Right. And that was the same PWI we went to. Right. So I love that such a creation came out of. Our undergrad experience, yeah, or our, his undergrad experience. Our our experience was a little more subtle than that. Oh, of but, course. But, but you can't you make felt it as deeply. Yeah. Well, that's why yeah. you said it is a caricature of. Yeah. You, in order to make yeah. something entertaining, you have to elevate it to a point. But oh, okay. But even the and I haven't seen it yet. But I mean, I I saw the movie. Yeah. And I would I I'd assume that yeah, it's the show is the loosely yes, based exactly. off off the movie too, it and is. probably expanded upon a little more. Yeah. But I'm and it was a good. It movie. looks like what they're gonna do is e- well, I know that what they're gonna do is each episode's gonna focus on a different character. Got you. So you kind of get a little bit more backstory. I like that. Yeah. I'm look I'm looking forward to it. Shout out to Justin Simeon. Shout out to all the great folks who worked on that film, who worked on the new Netflix show. I I mean I'm I, coming off of Atlanta. That's coming out. I'm just basking yeah. in my blackness this morning. I'm <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> Maybe I'll blackness. binge watch this. That this should week. be a shirt. I'm basking <laughs> in my blackness. That's a black shirt. Yeah. I'm saying basking in my blackness. Yeah. That's copywritten right here, yeah. right now. If I see this on the internet anywhere, past May second, we're gonna have something to say. <laughs> right. Yes, we will have something to say. I'm coming after you. Coming after you. Basking in my blackness. That would be a good shirt. Love Jays. That could be our first shirt design. Yeah. Again, if I see it somewhere <laughs> on the internet, we're going to have some problems. Yeah. In other news, our third episode with Blavity launched last week. So if you haven't seen it, go watch it. Uh, we're really excited about it. Yeah. It's, it's we, we talked about all things social media this week. I know we've recorded a show about it on this podcast where we condensed it down to some fun. I don't want to ruin anything, but we just really talk about like, how, how damning or how good is social media in a relationship. It's mainly damning. <laughs> it, it, yeah. It's mostly damning if you use it incorrectly. Is it? But it's hard to use it correctly. Yeah. It's just, I, it's, I shouldn't even say there's a there's a right and a wrong way to do everything, but social media is just one of those things. You just need to be responsible. Is that they say? Drink responsibly. Yes, exactly. Social media responsibly. And if you, if you can't be responsible, I want to add this. I didn't say, if you can't be responsible, just don't have it. Just don't. I, I think that that's fine. You know how you run into people and they're like, I don't have a Facebook. Yeah. But I'm like, why not? Right. Connect with the world. Because I am, you I do, can't I, be trusted. But I am low-key jealous of those who do not have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, just live completely offline. I feel offline. some type of way, too. Like, you're just really living your life. Living your best life and yes. nobody has a clue. Yeah. I have fallen off Snapchat, though. I'm not using yeah. Snapchat very much because the Insta stories are my new jam. Right. And even then, I'm not posting. I'm just consuming more on I that. I like Snapchat. And then people put the same thing on Snapchat that they put on the Insta story. I'm like, why am I watching both? No, the, what they do is they take their Snapchat and put it on Insta story. Like, because of the, the filters. Oh, okay. Because that's, that's the thing is Instagram doesn't have the filter that Snapchat has. So it's not as fun not as of fun. an experience. But you have more people typically on Instagram. So you're interacting in a different way. Like, more people are seeing what you're saying. Got you. But I I don't know. I feel bad for Snapchat. I do. In Snapchat, They're fine. Snapchat is something white. Snapchat is something I do twice, two to three times a month. Yeah, you know, I'm, you I'm the, I'm the same it. way. I bet you, I open my Snapchat probably once or twice a week. Yeah. Yeah. But I open Instagram probably eight to 15 times a day. Right. <laughs> Which is a problem, but I do. So make sure you guys go and check out that recent episode. And if you've not shared it with your Facebook family, yes, make sure you guys do that it. as well. We're trying to get them shares out yes. in the world to see, and we need your help. Yes, the link is in our Instagram bio. Right now. 
It's on our Love Jays Facebook page. It's on Blavity's page. There's no excuse. And then I want you guys to write those comments beneath the video. I'm like, hmm, what are your thoughts? Have you guys ran into some issues? We love engaging conversations, especially when it comes to social media, because I feel like everyone in a relationship has some type of issue with social media. Whether they've had to run up on it personally within their current relationship or in the past, somebody's got something to say about social media and relationships. Literally everyone. Last week, we touched on my experience I had with watching Fences and how I felt like I was a little bit like Troy Maxson. Again, not a good thing. That was Denzel's character in the film. And I'm happy to say I'm two weeks into my, my grumpiness challenge. And, I, and, and I, I'm making strides. The grumpiness challenge. Yeah, the grumpiness we challenge. We didn't get a jar. No, we didn't get a jar. But so we haven't needed a jar. We haven't needed a jar. Yeah. And I'm, I'm two weeks in, and I'm, and I'm continuing the good fight. And I'm consciously working towards it. And this is the first time. And, and we talk about it. Is when you have to be conscious of the decisions you make. Is consciously making the decision to say, okay, I'm going to control how I react to this situation. Yeah. And it started with my dogs. I've realized that. <laughs> That's where you started. Yeah. That was the – when I changed my behavior towards the dogs, it has now helped in my reaction, especially when, when it just comes to home. Right. And because that's when you and I interact – our relationship has been better because I've changed the way I interact with the dogs. Also, I want to note because they had a couple accidents during your like grumpy reign. I've come home to no accidents. I haven't had any accidents. Interesting. Very interesting. I did clean up an accident yesterday. Oh, you did. But I I did not yell. I didn't raise my voice. I did nothing. But I they did, were gone. I was gone. They for were a long here, time. and I just cleaned it. And then they looked at me like our fault. <laughs> and I went on. I went on about our day. So I did change the way. That I, I'm responding to them, so I'm hoping that, and that, and that's, you know, helping just the energy of, of our home. Of our home, I feel like our home is happy again. Yeah, and now, I, and so my next step is <laughs> got I, gotta, a plant, I gotta, it's I got, <laughs> <laughs> but my next step is is now taking that to the office, and that's going to be a monumental task. Yeah, is trying to control my emotions at work. I'm crazy. <laughs> like if you if if you came if you came and saw how I interact at work, I feel like people like Justin, I would never want to work for you ever in life or with you. But it just I think the stress of work comes where there's things that just absolutely need to get done by a specific time and when people just blatantly ignore that, I don't know how to respond in a calm <laughs> manner. It's like, "Okay, guys, I asked you once, twice, and especially specifically if we ask or if I ask one to two three times and it's still not getting done, right. then at that point, I, I feel like I'm entitled to go into a full rage. Right. <laughs> and, and, and and that's maybe not the right thing to do, no. but that's what I got to do. So I'm working on taking this positivity, the, but that is upsetting. the shift of grumpiness into the office. And then if I can do that, I'm going to really be on pace for something special. Yeah. Anyway, let's see, I've been blocking our blessings. Maybe that's it. I've just been, I've just been blocking our blessings with my grumpiness. So I'm releasing this anger. And this grumpiness. That's what I've been trying to say. Actively working toward. I had to come to the decision, damn it. <laughs> I had to get there on my own. I Troy like Maxson helped. <laughs> Denzel helped me get there. Denzel, I appreciate you. So next steps, declutter. Because I do, I want to, I think that'll also help. the. Our house is fine. But let's be honest. Our house is a happy home. So that really, you changing that has significantly 
improved upon everybody's mood. And like I said, including the dogs. Good. Everybody's I'm, fine now. <laughs> I'm glad my dogs love me more. <laughs> yes. Uh, so that's fine. But I also, I want to purge. Because, I mean, it's spring. You, you yeah, we purge. definitely, definitely yeah. need to purge. And I want to just get a good scrub down. I want everything just, I need the, I need the spring cleaning. It's happen. true. It is May, so it's time. And the weather yeah. is, is starting to turn nicely. Right. It's getting right. up into the 80s right. now. I want to have good. a garage sale, but I think it's it's too, it's going to be hot. We just don't have it. What does that mean? People who come, who go to garage sales, like you got to be up at six o'clock in the morning, yeah. and then they're ready to rock. Well, and no, it's we not have to be out there by six. six, which means we need to be up there in the five o'clock. I used to do garage sales. I do this. I know how to do it. Okay, I, I know how to do I it. I didn't have that's a family. That's why I don't want to do it. All right, all right, hell. <laughs> I didn't have a family garage sale. Just yeah. get up, baby. It's all right. But I want to sage our home. I want to clean, clear it of, of you know, oh, negative. Are energy. you gonna Are you gonna be the yes. what are the, the medicine doctor? What do we call this? What are those? The spiritual oh, healer. Uh, what, you know, Ther- Teresa Computer does use things. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a medium. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You're going to be walking around but our no, home. But no, like you're supposed home. to clear out negative energy. Like that's that's a thing that you can do. Okay. So I, But I want to do it. I I'm putting just, you in charge of that. Oh, yeah, I'm in charge. You're not going to do that. Yeah, and, and please do that when I'm not here. <laughs> just thinking about it is manifesting <laughs> a manifestation. It's ma- manifesting a reaction. negative energy. Yeah, so just make Maybe. sure I'm, I'm gone when that happens. All right, I'll send you away. But yeah, I just I don't know. I'm I'm really into that now because I I want our our space to reflect good vibes. I, it needs to. I, I hate it. when people say that all the time. Good vibes. <laughs> good vibes. It's because everyone's anti-religious this year, right? Or, or nowadays, now, and yeah. so it's all vibes only, energy, yeah. universe. So that's that's you why you don't like anti-religion. It. I think it's okay to question religion, but you don't need to be like so. It, it's definitely okay to question yeah. religion. You should question everything yeah. that you know. That's I think where everyone should comes. question what they believe in because you need to know that it is something you believe in individually. It's yes. not just. And I would, yeah, I would, I've been taught this, so this is what I'm going to do. Well, in this, I would, I would say more so question what you learned growing up. Right. Because when you're an adult and you have your reasons or your convictions. I'm going to assume for the most part you develop those feelings or those beliefs on your own or since adulthood. I know that a lot of my beliefs now at 28 years old have changed or developed or become stronger in these last five, six years out of college. So I would more go to the point of what you were raised in in your home, question those things because you just blind follow when you're – when you're younger, you really have no choice. Okay, well, this is what my parents say do, so I'm going to have to do it. Exactly. And you're you're never f- allowed to really question those things because you're in their well, home. I Yeah, I do think I, that's like the downside of religion. But but the upside of questioning is that now if somebody asks me why I love God, I can exactly I can tell you exactly why. For sure. Because this, this, and this, and, and the answer isn't because my parents told me to. So true. And it does, I guess it starts out that way. Your parents do have to tell you to because you have to know that that exists. Uh, it, it is a fine line. I don't think parents are wrong in teaching No, I don't think they're, they're wrong at all. At all. Yeah, because you do need to have some starting point, and I am I'm extremely grateful that I grew up in a faith-based household because I do, I feel, for people who don't have that, and I, where do you get your faith from? How yeah. do you? Because if you, it is something that you have to learn. Yeah. And some people just journey throughout life without it, and some yeah. find it in in different ways. And I yeah. said, you know, there's. Everyone di- has a different road. There, everyone. everyone has it, but I do think whatever road you're on, you need to be you. You need to understand why you're on it. Yeah. It's, Don't it's, just be on it. It's definitely you think it's the thing to do for sure. And I, I think it's and it's funny, especially in, in black households, it, it, people who question things are often get in trouble or scolded 
by their parents. Or they're on the wrong path. Yeah, or their relatives. <laughs> like, oh, you don't question. Because you are you're taught not to question Jesus, right? But you're not questioning and I'm like, You're not questioning Jesus. You're questioning why it is that you have, why where your convictions are. Why do I feel this way? Where do I fit into this? Where, where does God fit into my life? I, um, I've just noticed in black households across the board, questioning is not well received no, about <laughs> anything about anything it's just not well received and since i've become an adult and when you're young yeah moved out of my parents household i've been able to question come up with my own ideas and you know what's great about my parents is they're really more so my mom very open-minded to right. discussions and and talking about well i don't agree with this or i disagree with that and why not i love that i can go home now and we can have real open and honest conversations about anything and right. my dad is is getting there too which is which is fun because our yeah, well, our we're adults now yeah and we all have our, our different beliefs so it, it's great I appreciate my parents for creating a home that had standards and rules when I was younger but now being being able to adjust now that we're all adults to be able to come in and say well this is our opinion on an array of topics right yeah I like that it's really fun to be able to have a level playing field with your parents I enjoy it my parents are good for that too. It's it's such it's yeah. so critical. I mean, I have friends now who still can't go home and talk to their parents about specific that subjects. That blows my mind. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm like, you are an adult. You're two years from thirty, <laughs> and you can't. You're scared to talk to your parents yeah, about it, something. It's it, it's yeah. unfortunate is when it comes down to. And I was having this conversation in, in Atlanta when I was at at dinner with some friends, and we were talking about households that were. were children grew up in households without fathers and he was talking about, I remember when I was growing up he said my father used to try to drop knowledge on me and I was like shut up I'm not hearing it. I'm not hearing it and he said when he got to college and got on his own he, just, he said I remember just opening my phone and texting my dad like thank you mm-hmm. like all this yeah I, I didn't know what you were doing you and don't know it, the value and it of what finally hit and he said it's just so sad that there are a lot of mm-hmm. young men and women who didn't have that same experience and yeah. I was like him I, I've learned so much from my father and it wasn't necessarily him directly saying, this is what you need to do. But it's those little nuggets that yeah. get dropped along the way and they rest in your subconscious and they finally yeah. come to life. And you're like, ah, right. I get what he was saying 15 right. years ago. And, and, and it's tough. If you don't have a, a mother in the household, if you don't have a father in the household, there's nuggets that come right. from, from both sides. But even if they're in the house and not talking about those things. Yeah, it, it's it's yeah. tough. It, cause it, and, and we say that because it, it's just so critical to have that that availability at your home and to be able to talk and openly yeah. and freely discuss ideas. If you can't be open and honest with your parents, it's like, damn, who can I but talk to? But it's a two way street. Cause there are parents out there who are not trying to be open and honest with their kids. Cause you're trying to act like Facts. they're perfect Facts. or, you know, and they don't want to talk about, they don't want to talk about sex. Even it's like, oh, we're not going to talk about sex. That's not, that's a line. We're not going to talk. Well, uh, thankfully my mother, <laughs> <laughs> when, when, when I became sexually active, she was there for me and we talked about it. So I, and I avoided a lot of mistakes. That I think a lot of people don't. There's people out there who are scared to get, you know, contraceptives or whatever. And I wasn't doing stuff in high school either. I guess that's like a different ballpark. But like you were provided protection, right? When you started, when you became. I wasn't, I wasn't provided protection. I'll never forget. We were in, I think it was Walmart. And I was with my mom and my girlfriend at the time. And we did, it was a joke. I was going to make some joke. We walked by the condom aisle and I went and grabbed condoms and was going to throw them on the belt like kind of ha ha joke and my mom was just like oh you can leave them on there like I don't know you're having sex (laughs) and I was so stuck (laughs) and her face is literally just ghost white and I'm sitting there extra stuck in the store uh... Uh, you know well 
Uh, <laughs> you played yourself. Just super played. Yeah. It's one of those things that, you know, your parents know everything. They right. J- and we think you're, we're so much smarter than them when we're kids and or teenagers. And I was like, oh, yeah, they don't know. And that comment, I was shook. I'll never, I will never forget the expression on her face. So. On my girlfriend's face at the time when my mother said that. That's mortifying. So mine was, I was in, <laughs> I was that's in brilliant. Target. But, you know, I waited. I waited for a while until I became sexually active. So it was. It was, my mom wasn't upset, so we were in Target, and I was, it was in the tampon aisle, so you know, the tampons and the condoms are across from each other, and my mom pointed the tampon, she goes, do you need any of these? And then I went, no, but I need some of these, and I pointed to the condoms, and then I just started bawling. I was like, oh, but I need some of these! (laughs) And my mom was like, joy, joy, like, get it together, she was kind of like, kind of like that giggle, like, you know, (laughs) trying to escort me, so we went out the store, uh, you know, she bought we bought the condoms, and I was just like not ashamed, but just kind of like I had to t- I had to tell my mom that like, hey, I'm I'm having sex. Yes, and <laughs> she took me to Starbucks, and uh, we went through. So Starbucks had a drive through at the one we went to, and like we she, we sat in the car. I mean, we didn't weren't talking, and I was just kind of like <laughs> I was really nervous. And she goes, so how was it? Like, you know, just <laughs> completely. On point. That's how it was. Yes. On point. It was not on point. It wasn't awful, but like, it wasn't like. Okay. Mind blowing. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> I was 18. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Don't throw my business out there on the streets. <laughs> You're the one who said you didn't know what you were doing. <laughs> I was in development, all right? <laughs> right. I was in development. I was in the D League. Yeah. Trying to work my way up to the pros. Right. So, I, I anyway, I just, I'm, but I'm grateful for that. I'm so grateful that we both have had parents that, because then I think that translates into how we are able to be the love days, how we're able to be so in a true. relationship. And, and talk about these topics because right. our parents listen to every episode. Yeah. My dad's going to enjoy this one, I'm sure. <laughs> Literally every single episode. Right. My mom will shoot me a text and my dad will shoot me a text. So the fact that we can have these open and honest conversations, very intimate details about our relationship, right. things that we experienced it in childhood and growing up with our parents and the fact that we can talk about them and they can sit here and laugh and like oh I didn't know you felt like that and then we can go in and talk more about it is is super dope so we say all that to say is that our parents are dope yeah we appreciate you guys we love you guys I know it's like a love letter to our parents yeah right and all our parents out there who are listening right now and if you're not or if you're a little adverse to having those open conversations with your children I would highly encourage you. I mean, we both grew up in households that facilitated these conversations, yeah. and I would 100% agree I that I don't that know that if it's the love comfortable could exist. on both ends. Oh, because my mom used to tell me, I used to tell her things that she didn't really want to know, but she would have to act like everything was fine <laughs> because she didn't want me to shut down. For sure. But it goes back yeah. is growth comes from the uncomfortable. Right. It's in any across the board. Yeah. If we are unable as mother and, and son, as father and daughter, if we're unable to have these open conversations that are uncomfortable for both people, mm-hmm. how do you expect to grow? How do you expect your relationship to be able to develop even further? Mm-hmm. And that goes back to even within our marriage, being able to have uncomfortable conversations. Or, I really don't like this. I want you to prove upon this. Or, you know, as Joy was saying, is that I'm struggling with your, your grumpiness. It's making the whole house have a negative vibe and mm-hmm. we need to do something about it. 
He's like, I don't want to sit there and look in the mirror and be like, okay, I'm wreaking havoc in my own home. <laughs> like, no one no one wants to just be like, yeah, I wreak havoc, and it's going to be my fault. Like, no one wants to be at fault when it comes to that, but you have to have those type of conversations or growth will never come. Right. And if it does come, it's going to be growing in a different direction. And you're like, oh, well, I guess we just grew apart. Right. That's the growth that happens. Right. Well, that's sad. <laughs> but, I mean, it's real. <laughs> it can be sad, but it's real. Grow apart. Uh, that would be uh, – that's th- the advice I think everyone gives you is grow together, grow together, grow together. So that's a, that's something we definitely need to be mindful of. Oh, you got to continue to grow together, but it's also important, too, to be able to grow independently. Yes. I also – I, you know I agree with <laughs> you. Yeah. Is it, it, but it, it's been difficult, too. I would say that's probably one of the – I won't say challenging things of marriage or in our first few years is remain and we, and I know we've discussed a little bit about it, but remaining you know, independent of who you are and your own goals that you're trying to accomplish right. while also trying to build goals together is that we have love Jay's goals, goals for this podcast and, and even things that extend beyond this podcast mm-hmm. as it relates to the love Jay's platform. Mm-hmm. And then I also have, my individual goals on things that I would like to do that could directly be connected to Love Jays or could be an offshoot from Love Jays. Mm-hmm. Joy has expressed that she wants to be a writer and an author how many times on this show right. and working towards that. And then when you add those three goals, then the fourth one is what do we want to accomplish as husband and wife from travel goals to right. property goals to parenting goals Whatever it is, <laughs> it's like we're we got to have goals gotta, on goals. Yeah, we got a long range of goals that we need to fulfill, which is as it hasn't isn't always easy, but I don't think it's ever going to be. It something is, it's more difficult than I thought it would be. Definitely. I, you know what I think it is? I think when we were just dating, and even then it was difficult. But there's something. It's a little easier to just do you, and then do do us when you're together. When you're together, it's yeah. kind of what you do. But then when you're apart, you do you. Mm-hmm. Now it seems like the us seeps into even when we're apart. So it's hard. It's hard <laughs> to, to you. You have to make time for you yeah, or which, you'll get dropped, which I'm awful at. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I'm, I'm not awful at it, but I will say that it has you excel at it. <laughs> right. Well, but the thing is, even down to because we meal prep now and let's say, OK, well, I know on Sunday I have downtime, but then. I have to meal prep because we don't we won't have anything to eat for the next week, and Cause, that's because I'm not thing. cooking, <laughs> right? Because you're not going to help out, but you, I need you to help out sometimes. I do help with the meal prep. You do help with the meal. Well, prep. You know what's interesting, and you this is how funny prep. how how roles change in marriages. I used to be a, I actually enjoyed cooking at some point, and then I stopped liking it, and now I literally will not make a meal, yeah. which blows my mind. But I will help and get in the kitchen when right. When Joy meal preps, I would say we do that jointly, but Joy is the one that's finding the recipes, that's going to the grocery store if I'm not available. So it's still very much driven by you. Yeah. But I, I definitely help. It's just interesting. And you know what? It's not even that I enjoy it, but I don't hate it. So <laughs> it's like it kind of like that's where we're at right now. It's like, well, I don't hate it, so I guess I'll do it. And also, I'm the one with the, the more sensitive stomach, so I, I don't mind wearing that hat, but I, I do – when I send you a recipe and I'm like, could you, it's like, hit, hit, please make this. Yeah, no. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, But sometimes I, w- I do need you to like step it up and do But what, I, what I'll do Because though. if I've sat there and made two meals one Sunday and you're like, I don't feel like making this meal when you have the time to do it, it's rude. It, it is rude. 
Yeah. But what I'll typically do is I'll wait, but then when you get home, I'm like, okay, let's go make this. And I'll drive the prep in the kitchen that day. When have you done that? Last week. It was a week or two where we made one Baby, of these meals during the you week. You didn't drive that. I drove it, and you made the dressing part. Okay. <laughs> Look, I make the dressing better than you. You do. Justin's good at sauces. We've discovered that. You excel at sauces. So don't play me. Yeah. I, I But anyway, I just I, I wanted to talk about not – Giving each other space to to excel. How do you think that we actually balance that? Do you feel like you give me space, or do you think it naturally occurs? I think you, it, it naturally occurs because you and you create your own space. I'm not I'm not very good at creating my own space, and you'll carve out like, okay, I just need a second, mm-hmm. and then you take your second, and you have it, and you're in your thoughts. And you'll be in the bedroom when I'm in the living room. And I think it helps, too, that our hangout style at home is different. Mm. And we're both relaxing. I can't stand being in the bed when the sun's up. You've been hanging out in the bedroom with me lately, though. A little bit more, but I'm not a a fan of it. I like to be on the couch. The bed is for sleeping. (laughs) And when you're up. You need to get out of the bed. You that, said that before on the show, and people did disagree with you. Well, they can they can <laughs> disagree with me, but I'm going to continue to say it's for sleeping. The bed also. is for sleeping, yeah. and when it's done, I just don't like I just don't like laying down all day. It, just, it makes my whole productivity, everything about my mind, just crashes when I'm in the bed all day. But you thrive in that, so that that, that works for you. But because we have that different style, you'll be able to to, to take your moments. But for me, I, I I have to to work on it. What's been good is this year I've been traveling a lot. So I've had the opportunity to get some alone time right. and just be away from you. And I don't say that in a negative way. No. But it's helped. And, and, our, and our biggest challenge as well is we have Love Jays, is that our relationship yeah. is our brand, right. is what we do. So it's like how do you balance creating fresh new content every single week but mm-hmm. also enjoying being with each other and at right. home? And then on top of that, finding your individual time yeah. to create your own goals. So it, it's been a – it's been a unique challenge. I haven't been doing as well because I'm just not good at it. You find the time, and then sometimes on the weekends it happens naturally because our, our hangout styles are just different. You know, I think it goes back to, remember that burner analogy? Yeah, the four-burner theory yeah. by James Clear. Yeah, so you can't have all burners going on high at the same time. I think that's basically what we're dealing with. Uh, you know, our the two burners in the back are individual goals, and then the burners on the front are our actual relationship and love Jays. And it just kind of and it's true. If you have not read, if you have not read the, the James we'll Kier, include, we'll four yeah. burners theory, it's unbelievable. Like to really be successful at something, you only have two burners on. To be okay at okay. something, you can have three burners on. But it was like you're not going to excel if you have, have more than two going. two burners on. And and I'm glad you said that. Is one burner is our relationship, our actual marriage. And that and one has to be on at all times. Yeah, it has to yeah. be. And then we have our, our, our second burner is is the Love Jays platform. Right. And when you have those two burners going, well, you don't have as much time for yourself. Right. But you all know what's important is that you can't lose your individual, individuality. Right, so it's like you might have to put them on low. Or yeah, you, you just got to turn it off or you have to turn down the Love Jays burner. Sometimes, yeah, and we've right, had to do that. Is right. I've come home and I said, Joy, I can't yeah. talk about it today. <laughs> we're not doing Love we're not, Jays. We're not right? doing Love Jays today. I just yeah. need to come in, sit down, and we're going to have dinner. We're going to watch TV, and that's the extent <laughs> of where we that. can I love those yeah. days. Yeah, burner off. Yeah. <laughs> Relationship all the way on, and then our own individuality. So I, we have balanced our burners. Yeah. But I know those who've been really successful in business, they just keep that business burner on, and, and yeah. they're rocking. <laughs> 
But then you only have one thing to eat instead of like, you know, a full <laughs> meal. I, I want a full meal. So I, I don't know. I think that it's it is it's a balancing game. If you guys have any tips or tricks on what you do that works for you, we'd like to hear it because I, th- I think I think we're doing a, a pretty good job. Yeah, we do a decent job. What's helped me, too, and, and I got this from Steve Harvey is and I haven't updated it in a while. So this will give me a good reminder to update it is ever. I'll never forget when I saw this interview and he said, if you can't write down 500 beliefs or 500 goals that you want to accomplish, you dream or you think too small. So I started this spreadsheet of 500 things I want to accomplish, and I think I'm about 125 things. I was like, I've been on number 60 for a long (laughs) time. And I feel like I am just completely stressed. I'm like, Steve, 500? I'm not even 40% through. Yeah, because you start rewording things. (laughs) I want to jump out of the plane. Exactly. So I'm hitting. Jump out of plane, (laughs) I do. (laughs) I'm hitting control F in 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 the sheet. I'm like, damn, I already said that. Okay, I already said that. So you just come back. I'm like, man, if you really had 500, 600, 700 things, but it, it, it has forced me to expand my mind in that spreadsheet alone because there are times where I'm just sitting here. I'm like, okay, like what do I want to accomplish? And I open that and I reread everything that I've written, and then I'll go ahead and, okay, I forgot I did have this thought last week or a few days ago, and I write it in there. But that's so the truth that, about life, right, that our options are infinite. Like, we, we really can dream of anything we want to dream and probably do anything we really want to do. Yeah. They, but are we, are we willing it. to do the work? And, yeah. and do we think it through yeah. enough to actually go and achieve yeah. it? But yeah. it, it, it's, it's very interesting. I would say, but I, that, that doc that I have, it's a, the spreadsheet, has been, that's when I find my, my time. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, what do I need to do? Oh, I got to go update my doc. And then I get it, too, from commuting a, a significant <laughs> amount of miles to work every day. Then I have those small moments. I do not envy your commute because I had to walk, uh, drive that way this weekend, and it was just not the business. It's awful. I was struggling on the way home. Like, straight, it is struggling. absolutely awful, yeah. and I've been doing it for about four years now, which yeah. is crazy. But, to you. but, I mean, it, it, the good thing is, is when you're driving to a place that you enjoy being at, it makes things a lot easier. Right. And I'm probably on the phone four out of those five days when I'm going right. or I'm listening to an audio book. So, so I find ways to to build time. it up. Yeah. But it, it is also you know my time to just sit and be. Right. But I am going to be devastated when my best friend who I talk to most of the time is going to be unavailable during my, my commute times. Right. Then I'll be on the strug like, okay, um, <laughs> who do I talk to? All of you guys are at work right now. Okay, this audio is book. fun. Yeah, but then there's times. The thing with, with audio books is it requires hyper-focus, at least for me, because the books I read are these dense Heavy. I don't know how books. many times I have to. You need to like read a story. Read you need to read a, a fiction story. story. Yes. And I, I've tried getting there. I, I'm working on getting there, but I just, I, I always get drawn back to. And actually, I think I'm at six credits on Audible, so I need to use it, or I won't get my seventh. Send credit. me one. <laughs> <laughs> I could probably do that. Please just, just <laughs> send me one, because I'm forever in need of. Yeah. Um, so I need, I need, I need to use yeah. my credits. But I, every time I look through those books, and I'm like, oh, I, I wanted to read this book. You guys, I the same thing. Physically read two 600-page books this week. I was staying up way too late. That's why I'm exhausted now. <laughs> But I, I yeah, I physically read two six hundred page books, so that's twelve hundred pages right there. Yeah, that's a, that's it's impressive. impressive. I I started, but now I'm reading my audio books when I work out in the morning, so that's been beneficial. So I, I need get some my, base in a workout, but I not can't. when I'm lifting. It's only when I'm doing cardios when I'm lifting to, or when I'm lifting. Only when I'm doing cardios when I'm listening to the audio book. I tried to do it once while well, I was lifting weights. Well, because you're doing a stair stepper, and it didn't if work. If you were running, it's hard to run to an audio book. I've tried. It's like nope. 
Yeah, I'm not a fan. The, the stair stepper is life changing. I was anti cardio for everything. I hated the elliptical. I hated the treadmill. The bike was a bore. All my cardio came from the basketball court. I could never find anything that could supplement it. I tried swimming for a while. I really enjoy it. My only issue with swimming or the pool I was swimming at it was just way too chlorinated, so I couldn't even I couldn't even think straight. So I had to <laughs> I had to get away from that. But the stair stepper has been changing my life. Life changing. Your body's looking kind of good, kind of good. My it my it band is trying to get on point. It's just a good sweat. Then I go sit in the sauna. Boom. Before we get out of here, I want to quickly remind you guys that our financial budget tracker is available on our website. We put it up there a few months ago, and I think I just completely forgot to mention it. So if you guys are looking to track your finances individually or as a couple, head over to lovejays.com. You'll see it on the right side of our website. Download the Excel budget track doc, and I also included a two-page cheat sheet to help you navigate it because it does get complicated and if you have no idea how to navigate it just send us an email and I'll walk you through it and we also have a separate one that's for couples that I did not upload because I figured most people only want their individual one <laughs> so if you want the couple one and all your stuff is, is combined I can send you guys that too but as always guys we appreciate you for tuning in to another episode of Married Millennials be sure to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes Google Play and Stitcher and share it with your friends and specifically for you listeners out there who listen every week and have not written a review write a review write a review and i had dinner with one of you just a few days ago and you confessed <laughs> that you have not written a review so i expect to see a review from you this week yeah. and as always let's keep the conversation going online head over to our website lovejays.com and you'll see all of our social media icons right there at the top of the page thanks again and we'll see you next tuesday